Welcome to the Man With Bands podcast with your weekly sports forecast. I'm out here on a lovely day in Denton, Texas. While we got the man acting and looking like a local there in Jacksonville, Florida, the man. Hector, what's going on, man? Oh, man. Out here vibing out with this whole Florida, Florida, the state of Florida, city Jacksonville. And man... It's been it's been an experience, bro, out here. This is one of the randomest cities I've ever seen. Somebody was Midland. Somebody was telling me, yeah, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, Jacksonville's like uh, kind of like where like rednecks would be if it was Texas. <laughs> is that why? Nah, not at all. No, it's a mix of everybody around here, bro. But uh, the the thing that made it like Midland to me was the weather. Weather is bipolar around here. I never expected to see a different state with about the same weather that West Texas brings. Yeah. So it can be rainy one day, next day, just sun bright, just humid. <laughs> it actually wasn't humid out here, bro. It was actually feeling great, nice. And it was windy, too, so I was like, man, I didn't expect to go to a city that's exactly like Midland wind. Kind of a cool breeze. Yeah, well, since I was by the beach. Bro, that's Texas I actually went to the beach, uh, the breeze felt great. Yeah. But then being around the beach and then being around West Texas desert, you get that gust of wind that comes <laughs> and you get some sand particles in your eye. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, shit. <laughs> Looking around, you just see ladies like... Oh, shit, I got it in my eye. And I'm like, ah. I feel you, girl. And now on the beach, all you got to worry about is getting the sand in your pizza. Man. I fucking <laughs> put the pizza on top of my sandals. Took my sandals off. Made a little base. Put the pizza box on there. Just chilling. I, I fucking sat or I laid out for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And then I was like, man, some pizza sounds great. I'm about to eat the last three slices I have. And first thing I see when I open it was just like a little <laughs> puddle of sand. I was like, yo, how'd that even happen? But it was windy, so I was like, that makes sense. Every now and then when I like take a little, like right now I'm talking, you get like a little sand particles that stuck in your teeth and you just crunch it and you're like you're like oh shit but other than that that fucking food was fire man i've never seen pizza spot that you will see on youtube where it's like get some hot pepper oil on there and mm. mac and cheese on a pizza and it's not like cc's mac and cheese this was like Oven, brick oven, fucking roast. Oh my gosh, it was great, bro. Damn, that sounds Mixed delicious. Cheeses on it too. Oh my gosh, man. It was great. I, I was thinking too. I was like, this is the most perfect time to go to Jacksonville, Florida. Like, you, you just picked like the best time. You got, you got to see the UFC event live in person. So it's like first time. Like, you know, UFC's packed again. Fans are out. So you got more Dude. more people traveling, and then Dude. on top of that, you got the Jacksonville, Florida's just community, just like gleaming with hope and what can be, because 
everyone's like, yo, draft day is four days away. I did see a lot of uh, Jacksonville uh, jerseys. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, and then, uh, at where was it? At the airport when I landed, you see, like, murals of, like, Jacksonville players, and it's like, get ready. And I'm like, oh, That's crazy. it's almost here. Draft season is around the corner, man. Yeah, first pick of the NFL draft. They're pretty dedicated, I hear. They're pretty hyped for uh, Trevor Lawrence. They, they're almost guaranteeing that it's going to happen. Did you, you see what the Jacksonville fan base did for Trevor Lawrence? Oh, yeah, they, like, gifted him, uh, like, gifts, right, for him and his wife's wedding. Like, what, uh, is that what happened, right? Yeah, sick with it. They even donated money. And they, they, they gave them so much stuff that they were, like, Trevor was, like, Hope to be part of the community soon. We are donating $20,000 to some Jacksonville something. I was like, golly. Yeah, I saw that. I They're was... married to him already. What they... if they just pull a fucking blindside and get Zach Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> might. Trevor, go to New York. Let's see if you can actually make it over there. I was thinking about that for maybe a week or two. I was like, well, that would be like the biggest whirlwind <laughs> of an upset ever. <laughs> wonder how much pissed off Jack fans. Like, we just gave our money to this guy. He ain't even <laughs> over here. But, yeah, he's, he's going number one. That's – that you can't skip a six-foot – what, six-foot-six, 220 quarterback. Yeah, it's talented. You, just, you can't skip on that at all. Yeah, he had the highest grade for uh, – I forgot what the standards were, but, like, you know, pocket awareness, strong arm, like all the little attributes scramble. He mm -hmm. he was number one in all of them, apparently. So. Oh, I saw that. Apparently, he's uh, the future. That little attribute, little uh, circle, right? Like a little pie chart in a way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I saw somebody retweeted and said that uh, Cam Newton was the most gifted quarterback. I don't care what you say. <laughs> and then uh, I was watching. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of old school. Uh, panther footage and for me talking so much shit about cam those first years he was he was a beast well there wasn't a lot of footage to be completely honest it was actually the color rush game uh carolina versus dallas cowboys in the dallas cowboys stadium we demolished them <laughs> i believe that's tony romo's last game that he ever got to play because we were killing them, bro. I saw uh, my old boy, Kurt Coleman, uh, pick after pick, two of them, Luke Keekley, one, and it was just a terrible game for them. And then the, every time Cam got the ball, they are just praising this man like, this guy is a pocket passer, but when he has to get on his feet and go, he can get things done. And I was like... Was he a pocket passer? And then I was just looking at that game, and I mean, I wonder what really, I guess all those injuries really caught up with the man. And what, he, what was, was a good quarterback, and now he's just on the urge to, to almost mediocre. Yeah, I would say this, not even as a Broncos fan. But I honestly feel like I feel like Von Miller really fucked with his mentality. 
I wouldn't doubt it, bro. I, th- I think that really fucked with him, how, how much pressure he got from him. Like, ever since that game, I felt like he's never been the same. I was like, damn, he mm-hmm. really he really got emotionally hurt from this one, which, I, I mean, I could see why. But... The fans that talk shit for that that uh, specific play in the Super Bowl where I, I think he fumbled the snap or it was just a fumble. Yeah. And he had the chance to lay on it, just to go on it, but he said with his body position, he didn't want to injure himself or something like that, and he didn't even attempt to even get the ball. And then y'all just come in and whoosh, get that ball turned over. Uh, I guess after that, hearing that and all his injuries, because I believe right after that game is when he like came out and stated about his injuries. And Oh, yeah, he did play through him, didn't he, or something like that, yeah. supposedly. Yeah. I didn't even know he was really injured. I mean, it was just heard on the games that, oh, this guy, if he keeps running like this, I mean, I know he's big and strong, but if he keeps doing this to himself, he's going to end up getting injured. And after that Super Bowl, it's like, oh, I was playing with this shoulder and blah, blah, blah. And after that, I just don't know what happened to him, man. Because I watched that Cowboys, uh, you know, and YouTube just keeps auto-playing videos. Yeah. That happened, and the next thing you know, I was watching the whole game of that Clutter Rush game, and I was like, huh. I was like, a good quarterback. Pocket passer blew my mind hearing it. And I was like, dude, how did that just slip my fucking head? Like, <laughs> I'm just talking major shit about this guy day in and day out. You, just you know, overthrow that pass? Can't do it. Like... And then, I don't know, man. I guess Von Miller really did fuck with him. You have more respect for him now, though? You like that? Nah, it's about the same. <laughs> I've seen... really had that much. Uh, to be honest, this is my journey with Cam. Didn't like him in Auburn. And I was just like, uh, I don't want to get this guy. I want a defensive guy. and I want the number one pick to go defensive. And ended up being offense with Cam. Still didn't like him. Watched an interview with our who was our owner, Jerry Richardson, he just changed my whole outlook on Cam. I was like, I'll give this guy a shot. Gave him a shot. Watched him play. I was like, this guy hasn't earned my respect yet. Watching him play, he does records, just killing the game. And I'm still like, he still hasn't earned my respect yet. Takes us to a Super Bowl. I was like, if this guy goes off this game, how he's been going off this whole season, I will buy a jersey, and this guy will earn my respect finally. And then y'all molly the shit out of that man, and still hasn't earned my respect yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my journey with Cam Newton. Was it kind of like, because he was number one overall, right? Was it kind of like, in the Panther community, was it kind of like how the Jags are now with Lawrence? Do you remember? Was it kind of like, oh, we're going to get Cam for sure? Everybody kinda... wanted him. Yeah, everybody wanted him. I didn't. I wanted a defensive pick. At that time, we had good defense, and I was like, bro, if we get that one special corner, which I haven't really seen yet since uh, Chris Gamble back in the day and Josh Norman came into play. I believe they even played together, if I'm not mistaken, to the, at the end of Chris Gamble's uh, season. But, yeah, I was just like, man. We get that one start cornerback or safety, we'll be killers, bro. And then they got Cam, and we were still killers, but see how that's played out now. 
Yeah. We can't even make up our mind if it's going to be Teddy Bear or if it's going to be Sam Darnold. So it's just a, it's a trip, bro. It's a big-ass trip. You as a fan, you're not like, you know, like, oh, yeah, they're going to – they're gonna they're gonna stick with uh, Sam Sam Donald or they're gonna they're gonna stick with Bridgewater. It doesn't feel official to you, like which one it's gonna be. Or is it, are you up in the air for you as much as anybody else? Yeah. For me, it is. Everybody's going with Sam Donald. I mean, I'm kind of on the edge to Sam. I'm like, yeah, I can see it. I can see him turning this team around. But at the same time, I listen to interviews and Matt Rule says, yeah, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is still our quarterback. Until Eve finds like a new place, we already gave him the option to talk to uh, teams. So Eve finds a new place, that's all good with him. But for right now, he's still our quarterback. So I'm like, he's still quarterback one. And then this uh, gonna be competition. How you want? Mm. I could see, I could see Donald uh, Donald taking over week five or something crazy like that. I can see minicamp and. Or OTAs, whatever they're called. Yeah. I can see Sam just proving his shit. Like right now, I think he's uh, working out with CMC. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I saw for like last week that they they started working out together. And have you seen CMC's workouts? I'm pretty sure he gave him a little bit of workouts to do, you know, because he's a quarterback and other dudes are running back. So, I can see something coming out. And then all the little mini videos, or I want to say mini games, but like Carolina has a version of hot ones called Southern Ones, and all they do is <laughs> taste Southern food. Pretty cool and pretty interesting. I just didn't like how they were treating them like a kid on there. Like hot ones is fucking hot-ass questions, like, boom, answer this. And then Southern Ones was like, you ever had sweet tea? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who has never had sweet tea? What kind of question is that, bro? <laughs> like, that shit blew my mind. What are these? Is this potato salad? That is potato salad. Good job. Like, what? <laughs> it was interesting, though, watching it. No, no. He seems like a pretty cool guy. That'd be, that'd be yeah. cool, man. That'd be interesting to get y'all some young energy. Back in high school. Blew my mind. Cross you like, up blew real my quick. Mind. I was like, this guy, like, guy could have played in college as a basketball player? And they showed his little high school videos of him hooping. All I got to say is that that boy was hooping against the Kermit Yellow Jackets. My senior year class <laughs> shit. Bro would have had like 80. That guy He's calling out a ball, dude. Like it blew my mind. I'm like Sam, Sam Darnold, a hooper. <laughs> Look at his little highlights. I'm like, dude, this guy is a hooper. Like, <laughs> oh wow, this is interesting. That's pretty <laughs> like, cool. A hooper NFL's fucking quarterback, hey? Like, okay, so this guy knows when to run and gun. He knows when to sling it. He might have to truck somebody from time to time. Everything that Cam would do, but I feel like this guy would probably be more accurate. He's fast. Do you see that? Remember last year whenever uh, the Jets played the Broncos and he ran it down the middle, almost got a touchdown. It was like 40-something yeah. yards. Yep. Yeah. Fucking pissed me <laughs> off, dude. 
was about to say how that make you feel. Tennis, man. I was like, the fundamentals! The fundamentals! Oh my god, you motherfuckers! I was pissed. I was pissed. But now that's y'all's potential QB1. QB1, and speaking of one, single-digit jerseys are approved. I seen that. Somebody's not happy about it. Who? Yeah, Tom Brady, he hates Why? that. Why? Nah, I saw he was pretty pissed, but uh, I talked to a buddy of mine, and then he's like, why, why would he even get mad in the first place? I was like, bro, you're in the league for 21 years. You're going to have every fucking buddy's number, and I'm not saying like record-wise. I'm talking about, oh, I'm going to go this week to go pick on number 57 again. <laughs> I love playing against 57. Uh-huh. I always pick on this guy. He changes his number from 57 to 42. Yo, what the? Where's, where's 57 at? I don't <laughs> see him. Where's he at? He's right here. I'm right in front of you, bro. Now you're 40. Oh, that is you. Oh, you changed your number. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't like this. And I'm pretty sure that's going to probably fuck with your mentality. That's, that's, basically, that's basically what he said. It was something along the lines. There's a few different like little tweets or quotes or something but it's kind of along the lines of like now he, he made something like why don't you let the defensive linemen wear any number they want he's like they're just numbers right and then another one said uh now like the offensive line for example won't know who to block and then like all kinds of shit like this so with the mentality but at the same time i don't really think so no nah. you know the players names you're gonna see how they look but well, that's, I don't know, it's kind of in the way of how I said, uh, DJ, if he switches from number 12 to number 2, it's going to add a lot of pep in the step, and he's going to be like, yo, give me the ball. I'm ready to do my shit like I'm supposed to be doing, and he's just going to go the fuck off, I believe. It's, it's funny, man. A lot of the older players that I'm noticing, on the Broncos anyway, they're not really like trying to advocate them change their number. It's all the rookies. Jerry. Yeah, so I was uh, <laughs> all gonna the say this this year this this uh draft is gonna add way more interest now because they're gonna be like so you're saying I can come in and wear my same number but at the same time a kicker is gonna be like shit boy <laughs> I've been on this team for 15 years you think you're gonna take my number I'll be damned shit <laughs> tackle your ass like what's it called like Dalvin Cook I saw he he had the possibility to change. I think to number four, mm-hmm. which yeah. tripped me out. Did not want to take it because he had to pay one point five million. Yeah, apparently, that's the number players have to pay to change their number. Why would you be mad at that? Like, isn't that just chump change? Maybe this that's money's you know money's money at you the got same time. Forty five million in the bank. You always wanted to be this one specific number in the league, but you don't want to change. You don't want to get that one point five million out. Shit, if, if if it was me and talking in terms of forty five to one million, I mean I would I wouldn't scoff at it. I'd just be like, God damn, I don't care about prices, bro. Just give me my number five. Exactly. That's what trip me out. I was like, I'm pretty sure this guy didn't he get like a big deal like a few years ago? I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure on that one, but I don't know. I mean I'm sure he's a millionaire though. Yeah, same here. It tripped me out when I heard about that. I was like, you don't want to pay $1.5 million out of the possibility shit. Maybe let's just say $20 million. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a 
the change. I'm gonna say the person or the was it the morale, but I don't know, man. I'm not in their mindset. That boy, yeah, he had a five-year extension for sixty-three million. Wow. And he gets twelve point six million a year. Yeah, that's Trump change. That's what I'm saying. That's change yeah, that, yeah. saw one point five. Oh hell no, I want that. Like why? <laughs> Give me three reasons. Would you gonna be using one point five million once? Like what? What would you? Like, what would you like? Like spending that on instead of a job? Man, would trip me out. Yeah, I don't see what else would you I miss. Mean, that's, that's a lot of money. It'd be hard to to spend that much. I feel like. Like, fuck. Yeah, give saying. me some shit to buy, dude. Oh, a jersey? That 1.5 mil, huh? Okay. That'd be tight. <laughs> that can be a single digit, huh? Probably, I, I can put, but potentially be the first person to change my jersey number right now. Just just to set the standard, like, yo, do it. But he's like, nah, hell nah. Now other people are going to be like, oh, you know what? Hell nah, I ain't going to spend 1.5 million trip. He would deserve a number four too, since like the single digits are restricted for the badasses. Like he, would, I didn't know he was only five ten. Usually, all these running backs usually are pretty. Like what's Alvin Kamara's height? I feel like he's like five ten, five eleven. I might be mistaken. He's probably six foot, but I feel like he's six foot. He's five like eleven. He's five ten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Huh? I want to say Christian McCaffrey. He's like. 5'11". If not, he's 5'10". 5'11"? Yeah. Wow. I feel like our shortest running back that we've had was uh, Jonathan Stewart, and he was like 5'8", 5'9". That's crazy. No, I think it was 5'10". Yeah, usually. I think the only big running back out there is uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I oh, hell yeah. He's monstrous. He's a tank. Like 6'3". 6'3", yo. <laughs> tank. Uh, Too much. Tank. A running, a running Hummer. Yeah. This, electric version. His top 700 sp- horsepower. Christian McCaffrey's top speed is, I mean, basically 22 miles per hour. Imagine going that fast. How would your knees <laughs> feel after? <laughs> Shit. I couldn't imagine, dude. I'd I'd be like, oh my god, it'd be like experiencing life for the first time. I wonder if your freaking feet are literally like that NFL Street celebration where he's like, hot, hot, on fire. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) You're on fire, just toasty. I couldn't imagine. This is a weird week for for NFL. Why is that? There wasn't a lot of news. There was just a bunch of people like talking, like complaining, you know, Tom Brady. Then you have the Ravens, uh, <laughs> the Ravens GM Eric DeCosta. He, you see, he got he got his feelings a little hurt. Why? He got mad that uh, people around the league were saying that the Ravens wide receiver core is not up to par, and he thought they were like amazing wide receivers. <laughs> and he got he let it be known that he didn't like that. <laughs> I was, <laughs> uh, I, I'd be messaging the man with bands, Instagram, social media is just replying to the stories he puts up. And I said, weakest wide receivers <laughs> in the league right there, mate. All right, give give a, I think you kind of gave away your answer, but give give this lineup a grade. Uh, you got you got Brown, Watkins now, Boykin and 
I don't know how to pronounce this other guy's name. Devay, Devay. De he he was on he was on there last last year. What about Boykins? Was he on there last year? I feel like he's from a different team. No. No, he's he was, he was on there last year. Mm -hmm. I give that. Pretty sure. <laughs> I give that a D. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! Then yeah, there wasn't really too much moves. I just seen a. I'm curious now on why they call Marquise Brown Hollywood. I think it's because he's flashy. He's just flashy speed. Mm. Just oh, he went from here to Hollywood. Look at that flash of speed in the end zone. <laughs> he is fast. Hollywood Brown. I like that. You got Sammy Watkins, Mr. Injury Prone. You got. Boykin, I don't know why I feel like he was on the different. That's just that name just sounds familiar to me. Isn't there and, another one uh, from the 49ers or something? And uh, Boykin. Yeah, the only big news I saw was uh, it has to. Uh, I don't think it's approved until the draft day, but the Ravens. Just gave away their tackle, Orlando Brown. Yeah, picked him supposedly, up. Yeah, supposedly they were going to transition him from a tackle to a guard, and he didn't like that. I guess they put the news out out there or something, put him like, you know what, all right, we'll trade you to the Chiefs. So now if this happens, the Ravens will get – the 27 and 31st pick of the, fir of the first round. That's crazy. And talk about crazy. There's four teams this year with two picks in the first round. The Jags have the number one and 25. Mm. Jets, two and 23. Dolphins, six and 18. And the Ravens, 27 and 31. But they already supposedly found a replacement for Orlando Brown, and it's Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers. Okay. So I was like, that's interesting. But the Chiefs would get Orlando Brown, the 2021 second-round pick, sixth-round pick. And the Ravens will get a 2021 first round, which will be the 31st, a third round, a fourth round, and a fifth round in the 2022 draft. So who do you think won that? Mm, I feel like they both did kind of – I mean, the Ravens just – they're not – I don't know if I want to say they're in a rebuilding phase, but you know what I mean? They need some – they need some key players besides uh, that wide receiver. <laughs> Without them in the rebuilding phase, bro. <laughs> they might get that guy. Uh, I forgot his and name. And now they lost Mark Ingram, which was their star running back of the last year. Yeah. Which even got hurt. They got Gus Edwards and who's the other dude? J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, he's gonna be. I yeah. think he's gonna be good though. You think he'll be a breakout star, or you think he'll be doing the same shit that he's been doing? That's all up to the coaches, man. I think if he was like a bell back, like like on a running team, I think he could be good. Almost like a they're a passing team. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, you know, you know how they do. They'll pass I it. They had a running back at quarterback. That's what I'm saying. They don't. I feel like they just don't run the ball too often with their running back. <laughs> But I thought a running back was playing the quarterback position. Don't he run all the time? That's what I'm saying. He takes reps. Whenever he's passing, he's taking reps from the running back. And whenever he's running, he's taking reps from the running back. So it's like, you know, it's just <laughs> so hard. Like, to, I don't know what the hell is happening out there in Baltimore, bro. Yeah, I feel like if they identified like an offensive identity and like built around that identity, I think mm-hmm. so. But right now it's just kind of like – we got some good players here. Let's see what we can do type of thing. I don't know. That's trippy to me. The ESPN Mike Clay, he predicts y'all to have the best defense 2021 season. He's a smart man. He's a smart man. How's <laughs> <laughs> that make you feel, dog? The boys are back in town? I'm telling you, bro. I'm ready. I'm re- I'm real ready for this season. And, like, drafts coming up. And for- when, I saw that, when I saw that earlier today, it was, like, four days away. Because they had like a picture of the punter with number four or uh, the quarterback, Brett Rippon, and I was like, what? What's four days away? The draft is what they're saying. So next time y'all hear us, we'll be talking about the picks. Oh, I barely made that. I barely made that connection. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting podcast. You got, you got any final predictions for, for that? Like who y'all want? Oh, man, after the little mock draft, like I'd say I don't really look at the mock drafts, but uh, maybe I've seen two so far. And they say that we might get Justin Fields back again because it looks like the the rise up fellas. I guess these guys doing the mock drafts know more than the fans what they want, but they say Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. Broke my heart. I was like, man, they say that's a waste of a pick. And they're going to get motherfucking Kyle Pitts. Damn. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of pointless to look at the mock drafts because they don't even know. And people could trade up and trade down. Like, I watched one more today just for, you know, shits and giggles. And I was like, Who's, who are they going to pick for the Broncos? And it had us taking tr- – tr- I think they had us trading for – I think the Bears trading up. Are they ahead of us? That is trading for the Bears and getting Trey Lance. Really? Yeah. Because the uh, Broncos had like a little press conference with RGM, George Payton, like this, like another official one, and they're just kind of grilling him about certain things. I mean, like, and just trying to like get it, look at his expression. Like, and, uh, you know, you're doing all these great th- things, but the fans don't want to know. What about the QB room? And they're all watching him and she's just like, you could tell he's all calculated about how his how his face looked. He's just like, yeah, but yeah, he they just said that they still want to they still need to address it and whether that's um, he said they haven't taken any calls to trade up, but they have received calls to trade back. And he said, I saw that we might trade back, that we have a potential to trade back. I was like, dude, why y'all gonna ruin something already good? We're already number eight, bro. Like, how far are you gonna try to trade back? I can see y'all doing some, well, not really some stupid shit, cause we fucking drafted some studs, bro. <clears throat> Golly, blew my mind. Yeah, what's that thing I sent you? Y'all, y'all are number one in the NFL for. Oh, I saw that on your story on the man with band story saying uh, 
we have uh, we're tied for first for uh, most all pros drafted. That's a twelve. That's a nice title to carry, dude. That is, but after I saw the list from O two, the only one, the only first round pick that really didn't do anything, didn't make a name for himself, was Kelvin Benjamin. Sounds like a center. I don't even remember. No, nah, if you don't know that wide receiver, we had some tall wide receiver, but then yeah, he went to I think maybe the Titans, and uh, he ended up just gaining so much weight. They made like memes on him where he was just like, <laughs> "Dude, that dude gained some weight." He he had like uh, he never really liked Cam that much because he said he wasn't an accurate quarterback, and then every time they played against each other, he would just be going off on this guy, just talking shit. And yeah, that's basically the only dude that did not make a name. But look at this list from O two, Julius Peppers. Yeah, that's who brought me on. O three, Jordan Gross, number sixty nine, one of the best linemen we ever had. O four, Chris Gamble, one of the best cornerbacks we ever had. And then Thomas Davis. Pretty sure you know who that is now. Yes, sir. D Wills, one of he was a he was an elite running back, I believe. One of my favorite linebackers, John Beeson, 52. And now yeah. we got Denzel Perryman, so I'm kind of stoked on that. Jeff Ota, who's a tackle, I believe. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jonathan Stewart, that was a stud. Cam Newton. Luke Keekley, Star Ludutaley, who was a defensive lineman, real good. Then you had Kelvin Benjamin, who I think wasn't shit. <laughs> Shaq Thompson, still on the squad. Vernon Butler, I don't know where he's at now. And then CMC, DJ Moore, Brian Spidey Burns, <laughs> and now Derek Brown. So I'm curious on 2021, who's going to be the first rounder? Because it looks like since 02. We've had nothing but bangers, bro. Dude, it'd be such a waste to me if y'all drafted a QB. That's what I've been thinking. Yeah. We already got Sam. Yeah. But he's already 23, about to be 24. He was a first-rounder. Yeah, if you're going to spend that money, you might as well just stay, have him sit there for a minute and just invest. Still got Teddy Bear. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Well, the only reason I can see us getting a quarterback is that we actually trade with y'all. But I see that y'all been talking to the Falcons. So, I don't know. Apparently, according to our GM, we haven't been. But, you know, how the smoke screens and stuff work, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Whatever, we're the NFC South team that y'all are actually talking about. (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's the only way I can see us getting the quarterback. I can see y'all getting – I keep forgetting his first name, dude. But Slater, he's like one of the top three prospects of offensive linemen. Yeah. I could see y'all getting him or the other guy, uh, Panea Sewell, but that's if, like, Bengals don't take him or some shit. I think if they're the first one to get a wide receiver. Bengals? Because they're number five. Yeah, I seen they might take I get a wide receiver. I talked to a 49ers fan and on my Uber trip to uh, to the event yesterday. Is it true they're getting yeah, back to Yeah, a 49ers fan, and I was like, man, who y'all going to get with that third round or that third overall pick? Bro, it's been blowing my mind. I don't know. That's what I want to know. 
was like, dang, I, hope, I wish you would have gave me some insight, bro, because I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious on who y'all might get. It's weird, dude. It's almost like, like in most of the mock drafts I see, like most of the mock drafts I see, they they all have them going Mac Jones. That's what I was. And it's say. weird because then they all talk about at the same time the some the same people who post that are like the same people who talk about Trey Lance and Justin Fields and then Mac Jones like in the hierarchy of quarterbacks. So it doesn't make sense to me at all. It's like they I mean, know something. The- Huh? Yeah, because all the all the posts I'd be seeing is that Mac Jones and Zach Wilson are like it's like the elite quarterbacks of this whole draft group, but everybody has Trevor Lawrence going first, which I'm pretty sure is the main elite player in this draft. Yeah. And then everybody talks about Trey Lance being amazing. But then over here, everybody's like, no, it's actually Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. They're, they're the studs. Yeah, and then people who watch college football, like, watch it, watch it. It just depends on who you, who they're a fan of. So it's like they talk shit about this one, then another set. It's like, damn, it's like, I don't know. I just don't fucking know. I'm just going to have to wait like everyone else. But, yeah, it's got me ex- extra excited, man. I'm, I'm even – I'm all going to be watching on draft day one. What, it's Thursday, right? It starts? Yeah. Well, that one's a that's an easy one to watch. What's up? It's Thursday, right? Yeah, the 29th. Yeah, I watch. I watch at least. I usually don't watch all of it. Like after it gets into like the third round, I usually just don't watch it. That's what I'm saying. The first the first day is easy to watch just because it's one day of first round. That's it. Just first round Thursday. All 32 picks, and they start like kind of late. No, I think it started like at six. You see that? You see that? If I wanted to, if I wanted to see thirty-two picks in three hours, I would just watch James Winston. Yeah. Already. I'm telling you, that guy's gonna be a different breed in New Orleans. Yeah, I believe it. That's what I'm saying. I like, got the draft coming up. Got. Some- I want that. Gotta want that. Uh, Got these players changing teams. Fuck on his fingers and shit. Fucking crazy. Fucker. I seen that. I forgot who said that. <laughs> I forgot who who said that. I seen a meme talking about man. That that shit was just weird, and he knows it. One of the teammates. Yeah. And they had like somebody in the back like looking at him like like what oh, the yeah. fuck did I just watch? That's a nice meme to be using every now and then. You see, uh, there's a world record broken by an NFL player a couple days ago. What's this record? Gronk, but he caught the world's farthest pass, is what they're calling it. 600-foot pass. 600 feet? Yeah. yeah, I guess he went to college in Arizona, I'm guessing, but it looked like it was in Arizona State. And he just walked out there, and like the teams were around him. And then this, you just see a fucking that helicopter. That, that's, isn't that where you went to college at? Yeah, Arizona? I think I'm guessing so. I didn't, I didn't put it together until just now. But yeah, it's in Arizona, and they just had some guy in a foot in a throw a football from a helicopter, and he caught it. <laughs> so he broke a record. Really? I, was like, I was like, damn, Gronk out here doing retired shit already, still playing. Kind of two hundred yards. Six hundred feet. Yeah. Six hundred feet is two hundred yards. Yeah, well, good Two for football him. fields. He caught that. So it was just, so it was just it, he just caught that from a helicopter. 
Nevis. Six hundred feet down. Yeah, he's just sitting there like in the in the logo, just going like that. Oh, that's dropping. pretty interesting then, because uh, wouldn't the like turbulence and stuff just be like messing with it, looking like it's coming straight, and then it's like shifting this way, shifting that way, blah blah. blah. So you just gotta be like, oh oh oh. Damn. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I bet. Hell yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't see that. Yeah. You think go check it out on the story? I'm pretty sure I posted it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Just a bunch of weird little news like that. People breaking records. People complaining. Just an odd, odd NFL week. Eh? Yeah, everyone doesn't know how to act with this draft coming up. Just like, oh, I don't know what the fuck. We're bored out of our mind. The suspense is killing me. Yeah, uh, but I wasn't too happy with that news about Orlando Brown going to the Chiefs because now they got Joe Thunny also. So I'm just going to go ahead and name them the NFL team to beat this year. Mainly because they're in my division, but again, now they fixed their main problem, so I just hate that. Bro, speaking of that main problem, did you see how much that man ran in the Super Bowl? It's like 496 yards, right? Something like that? Yeah, 497. That's a, that's a big problem, yeah. Almost 500 yards of just sprinting away from that defensive rush. Or the pass rush, sorry. Yeah, that's insane. Dang, that blew my mind when I read that. I was like, damn. And he still had the audacity to make these 50-yard bomber fucking throws, not even on his feet. Dude, he made a highlight reel of him. You know how they have, like, a play of the year type shit? They had – he made it on the top, top ten on somebody's list, and it was an incompletion. That one where he threw it all vertical, and it was, it was an incomplete pass. I was like, man, the fuck kind of top ten plays an incomplete pass? I've never seen some shit like this. Godly. That was amazing to watch. It was, it was, yeah. I was like, how? This blew my mind. Uh, so there was three retirements so far. Alex Smith. Yo. From 05 to 2020. Jordan Reed. From 2013 to 2020. And this one just blew my mind. TJ Ward said that he oh. retired. But his last season played was 2017. I was like, how does this guy retire in 2020 when the last season he played was 2017? Maybe that means he's like officially like almost firing his agent. Like, uh, Does that mean like he's like... Still getting paid from y'all or something like that? Because it said that he retired from the Broncos. And I was like, TJ Ward. So I searched up TJ Ward, and there's only one that popped up. And I looked at his little stats, and I was like, 2010 to 2017? How is this man retired in 2020? Looked like he was uh, on the Arizona Cardinals in 2020. And I wonder what TJ Ward I picked up because I was like this makes no fucking sense to me at all yeah so this 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 one I'm looking at Cleveland Browns 2010 to 2013 Broncos 2014 to 2016 the Bucks 2017 and then it hops to Arizona Cardinals 2020 so yeah this ain't for me no more blood I'm done no nah. the one that came out of uh, retirement 
Julian Edelman on the cast of Inside the NFL. CBS. Inside the NFL. He came out of retirement? Yeah, my. No, well, he's going to just be uh, on the inside the NFL now. Instead of like like the whole broadcast crew kind of thing. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. Good for him. That. I was like, oh, that's pretty nice. He, like- he has a nice personality. So I was like, I can, yeah, I, can, I can listen to this guy. Yeah. No, that's a dream job for a retired NFL player, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think that's what Greg Olson does. But I think he works for Fox. But yeah, that's really interesting. Good for him. That's tight, man. Any uh, yeah. any specific uh, Carolina news? Not much happening with you guys. Not much happening. Not that I saw. The only thing I can see is just DJ Moore out there. Like, so am I going to be able to change? The only <laughs> news that I got is basically. The draft comes here Thursday, and then uh, weeks after that, I think May 12th, we uh, release our schedule. Okay. That's the only thing I have. That'd be pretty nice. And uh, that they're very open-minded to, uh, like, leaving the eight pick and moving back. So I'm like, Hmm. who y'all going to get, and how far back are we going to go? Because for some reason, I can see us going with the Jets, something with the Jets. We've been getting a lot of Jets players. So I can see us going down to number 23. So from number 8 to number 23, that just sounds like a gut shot to me. Oh, bars. (laughs) That's that's weird. I don't know. I want to stay in 8 because it just sounds like we'll have a chance to get an A Sewell. That would be yeah, no, that would be nice. He's supposedly generational offensive lineman right there. Yeah, and they had like a little post of who in this pick can uh, elevate Christian McCaffrey's game to another level, and he was one of them. And I want to say that Slater dude was one of them, and some tight end guy. It wasn't Kyle Pitts though. Huh. It was some other dude. Yeah, like, that's pretty interesting. I was like, oh, the suspense. I just want this to be over with already. Oh yeah, I'm ready for ready for the our next podcast already. We'll think about it. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Especially with the highlights that happen with the drafts. That's usually how I get my college work in. I'm like, oh, dang, this guy. This guy. Well, they get all the good highlights and still yeah. it's like, oh, this guy. He's, he's a beast. <laughs> So I found out about CMC. Saw some college tape. Yeah, I was like, who's that? I was working at Sam's at that time. And uh, what was his name? Remember uh, Miguel? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, y'all got a beast. Y'all have a beast on this one. Oh, my. It gave me goosebumps. Y'all got Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, dude, who's that? I don't watch college. Is he compared to Zeke? Because at that time, Zeke the Beast was a freak. And I was like, and he's like, oh, dude, he might even be better, bro. Y'all got a good one. And then I went into that break room, and he was, there's his highlights. And I was like, oh, snap. This guy knows how to run through the line, through the tackles. This guy is going to be something. He, then I got nothing but negative press. Oh, 
knowing y'all, he's gonna be a slot receiver. Like, he ain't gonna do nothing. He's gonna. He ain't a good running back. He's too undersized. Look at him now. One of the best. Slipping through. 90 yards, no, not 90 yards, but still. He could That's easy, though. Just takes that one move. Yeah. He's just very, I don't know. He's a whole complete package. Yeah, hopefully that works out, man, because I, I have no idea. After after hearing all the news and stuff and, like, filling the holes that we needed for the Broncos, like, we could easily go. I've seen QB, running back, offensive tackle, inside linebacker, and even cornerback again, so I – I'm just happy to have anybody who's the number one pick, really, at this point. I'm just like, damn, I'm just ready to see who it is, though, to see. The only thing i seen about y'all was that whole Falcon thingy, and uh, y'all really want to get a nice quarterback for y'all can bring in competition for Drew Locke. How you been saying that? you kind of salty about that because just, just disrespecting the man. And, it is. And, like uh, No competition to uh, compete against, get better every day. Yeah. So I was like, dang. I was like, that man, Jay Bans, just manifesting things in the air, huh? I hope so, man. I wouldn't. We're actually, uh, you can put a bet somewhere out there. I seen for Denver Broncos to pick up Trey Lance. We're at plus three hundred right now on the odds. You think y'all get him? He's a he's a, he's a North Dakota State quarterback, and Broncos <laughs> love that shit. Nice. <laughs> How far is that from Colorado? Uh, about yeah, I think whenever I go over here in Jacksonville, bro. You can go down thirty minutes and you're in Georgia. That blew my mind. Thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes to an hour. You're in Georgia. Wow. Travel three hours. You're in North Carolina, South Carolina. I was like, what? That's pretty cool. I was like, that that just blows my mind. I need to move out here or something because if I drive five hours, I'll be into a major city, Dallas, Austin, four hours, San Antonio. You're telling me fucking four hours you'll be in North Carolina? Oh, that's, yeah. That's insane. That's, that's super dope. Huh. State, that almost makes me want to go to Jacksonville just to, just to stay there as a hub to go travel everywhere else. I say you should go to Miami. Oh, Miami. Go see, maybe go see your boy, Street Jesus, out there. Man, rest in peace. R.I.P., though. I'm not saying he died, but he got baptized last night. Sick with it. God. Yeah, I want to, dude, I definitely, I want to hop into that. Just real quick for my Bronco fans, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you real quick. Uh, We are expected to pick up Bradley Chubb's fifth-year option and as well extend Cortland Sutton's uh, contract. And then besides mm-hmm. that, that's all the really news I had to wrap it up on the football side of things. But you have a shout outs that you got? Oh, I got a little shout out to uh, Deontay Spencer. Ooh, that's my dog. I've been he's been making music out there. Bradley Chubb's been in the mix, so y'all go check out Deontay Spencer's rap videos. <laughs> he's making music. The it's actually kind of like him. Did you say he uh, shared your story? Yeah, he shared the story, and then he'd be just liking all my comments, sending yeah. me little emojis. I always love shit. that. I always love that. It's like, oh, they actually kind of saw this, huh? <clears throat> nice. I feel, I feel loved. But yeah, bro. Corlin Sutton. Corlin Sutton too. I love it. We're on the, we're on the shout out little train right now. I want to give a a huge shout out 
to April, my Uber driver. Got a new <laughs> follower today. I guess. Uh, I guess my talking really had her interested on uh, the NFL and UFC talk because she she straight up asked like, "What's what's this? The the man with bands? Is that what it's called? Where do I listen?" And I told her where to listen. Luckily, she uses Audible, so oh, but we got an Audible listener, and it ain't just me and you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, so shout out to April, very nice hospitality in the Cadillac XTS, Ooh. first time in one of them vehicles, and man, was that luxurious. I bet. Smooth ride. She, she'll be like, hey, on this one, I kind of got to go a little bit fast, because I, I don't want to miss this, and I have these people to the right, I don't want them to pass me. Like, do your thing, girl. Shoot. I don't mind anything. Just do your thing. I, I appreciate the heads up, but go on with it. And smooth, smooth, man. Cadillacs. That's right. Thank you, April, for the follow. That's dope. That's super dope. Shout out to you, girl. Keep doing your thing out there. And hopefully, when you're bored, we might make you laugh. And we will also teach you some things on these informative podcasts that we have with our NFL news and UFC news, the recaps. Yeah. So basically just Ubering everywhere out here since I'm rideless in a new city, new state, Jacksonville. The Buy Star Arena last night hosted the first UFC event back with the full Crowd capacity of 15,000. 15,000. It's a lot of people. Yeah, man. Them lines for the bathrooms were super long. The lines to get some brewskis. Luckily, they had little stands everywhere. So it was it was a pretty quick process, but pretty expensive, man. If, we ever, if y'all ever go out to a UFC event, just know that them brewskis are going to cost you from $11 if you like white cloths, and fifteen dollars if you're a a brewski drinking gal or guy. Fifteen dollars, bro. Wow, that's more expensive than twenty-four ounces, big old cup the size of your face. Oh, twenty-four water heater or twenty-four ounces of a water heater is what we call them over there in the Countdown City, four three two West Texas Midland Texas stand up. <laughs> and yeah, that stuff was. I was like fifteen bucks. What? It? And then they pull out a a big old water heater, crack it open, and ice cold. It was it was a memorable experience. Sometimes I even babysit my my brews from time to time, and I'm telling you right now, they did not get warm. They were ice cold. I love it. And yeah, it's quite a bit of people, man. Even had a. Actors out there, Cuba Gooding Jr., if you know him, he was there. Uh, you had A.B. out there. Sitting right next you to had, Jake Paul. Oh, that boy showed up. <laughs> Literally, the last uh, fight on the prelims was Cowboy versus Rude Boy. And let me tell you right now, with the, the theme music that everybody picked, good songs... Height, bro. Height. And then you get that extra push if you're a, a, a citizen out here. 
United States. You just get that extra push because the fans just love chanting USA, USA. <laughs> like that was cool to be part. I've always wanted to be a part of that chant, watching it, uh, and I was I was finally a part of them chants. That's but, yeah, it showed up on that Cowboy versus Root Boy. Like uh, shout out to Paul and Stephanie. They're the couple that sat by me. And when I say I'm pretty educated on the UFCN, this boy Paul knew his stuff, bro. Yeah. He watches the weigh-ins like I do, but then on top of that, he knew these guys' nicknames before they even came up. Oh. Like, this guy was educated, bro. Like, shout out to you, man. Hopefully you're listening. Hopefully you remember the Man With Bands podcast. Yeah. We're pretty faded at that time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man. They were there. Tom Brady was there. Yeah. Nick Diaz was oh, there. Oh, I seen that. Won the fight again. Uh, it was it was a full crowd. Once the actual main event started, full crowd. Like throughout the whole process, prelims, early prelims. It was. Have you ever been to an event like sporting event? I'm pretty sure. It, like if you get there on time. It's like quite a bit of people, but once the main show starts, elbow to elbow, yeah. So it just looked amazing, and then I was sticking out wearing all white with that man with bands podcast. <laughs> it was, and then just getting that extra, uh, the ring girls out there, man. Ring girls are just on a different breed. Like, oh my gosh, amazing, and just waving at them. And it looks like they look you right in the eye and they wave back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I fell in love. I love it out here. <laughs> I love this hospitality. She waved at me. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Man, but, bro, when I say for my first UFC event and for everyone that watched this event, if you were at a pub, if you were at home, you just felt the intensity. You felt You felt us. Like, dude, that was crazy. For my first UFC event, I got to see everything from knockouts to submissions to decisions to upsets where you think this dude won it. And out of nowhere, they raise the other dude's hands and you're in the part of the boo chance because you're like, how the hell did this guy win? Hell nah, but he won. So I got to see upsets. I also got to see from the start of the main event. I'm not sure if you watched this. The first fight was Jimmy Crute versus Anthony Smith. And they had some banger walkout music, bro. Had everybody hype. First fight, knee buckles. Dude can't even put weight on his knee. He lost. He can't fight no more. He got that nice leg kick. Right behind the knee, bro. Buckled it. Boom. I was like, wow. Second fight. I'm expecting a, not a Brooklyn, a New York, like a street fight, bro. This is going to be the second. This is the rematch. Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. And Chris Weidman is a living legend. So this guy won the title by checking Anderson Silva's leg kick which broke Anderson Silva's leg. Uriah Hall last beat 
Anderson Silva. Uriah Hall versus Chris Whiteman. Uriah Hall, first guy in UFC history to get a win without throwing a strike. So first leg kick that Chris Whiteman throws, he checks it, cracks his shin in half, basically. Doesn't even notice it's broken. Ooh, yeah. Goes back to his stance to like get back at it. All that weight goes to that leg, Ooh. collapses. Dude. Seeing that up live in person, I was like, oh no, oh, oh, what the hell just happened? They were playing on the big screen. Seeing that in slow mode, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I had to look away, punch my hands. I was like, that is some cringy ass shit. Bro. I can almost feel that. Eerie, bro, eerie. I was like, damn. That just blew me away. What the fuck did I witness? So I got to witness broken legs, dislocated knees, and three main event championship fights. Nice fights. Dude. So the bullet, I call her the assassin that's nicknamed the bullet. Going against Jessica Andrade. Everybody's that I know is rooting for Jessica. I'm like, how are y'all gonna go against an assassin in the UFC ring? It's like, that makes no <laughs> sense to me. I was like, this nickname is the bullet. She loves James Bond. I was like, there's no way that Jessica's like, she literally has to get one lucky ass hit to the jaw and drop her, which is not gonna happen at all because bullet Shevchenko Valentina she goes into a fight and she just takes dominance. Like she, she goes at you straight up. I was like, she ain't gonna be able. I don't know. It tripped me out when Jessica and Josh. You find out she's five one. So I'm like, damn, she's pretty short, five one, compared to like five five, five six. And I was like, there's no way that I, I just you really gotta just get that, that one lucky strike. That was her fifth title defense, wasn't it? Yeah, she's on a roll. The big time. So just, yeah, like I, I've been seeing like usually all her fights, and I'm telling you, I love this girl. She's, she's stoked. Like she's a good fighter. <laughs> y'all didn't get to see this when Zhang Wei Li was coming out. Y'all didn't get to see this, but Thug Rose in her corner was shadow boxing. Like, bro, if you put yourself in front of that shadow box little routine she was doing. Straight up, there have been two knockouts. Just keep on adding people, knockouts after knock. Dude, she was shadow boxing her life away, bro. Like, you can see the snaps in her. Like, dude, it was amazing to watch. Like, even Paul was like, look, look at the Rose. She's going off right now. Rose is about to knock out this girl viciously, bro. Like, it ain't even going to be fair. And then Zhang Wei Li was the favorite. Everybody's going for her. I'm texting my buddies. Dude, just after watching that little shadow box, I was like, Thug Rose got this easily. And they're like, nah, you're tripping. I was like, just watch. And then uh, the signal in the stadium was kind of weak, so some of them were like delayed messages. And fight starts. It's going. Looking pretty nice. 
gets caught with a leg kick right on the money, bro. It was embarrassing. Ooh, you can see, like, the snap on her body. Like, I was like, oh, my God. It was weird, too, because the leg kick almost, instead of coming up across, like, straight, it almost, it's almost like it went, like. It's called uh, the question mark kick. Yeah, she fucking, she left, uh, she, she left Wade Lee with the question mark. Dude. I was like, God, dude, damn. Exactly. She even she stood up and was still trying to fight. I was like, damn. She's hurt yeah. for this loss. Yeah. She's so, hurt. Uh, that's her second time getting that belt back. Oh, I was right when she came out. I was starstruck, just starstruck, bro. I'm just smiling, and then I look over. There she is walking. I'm like, oh my dude, that's actually Thug Rose. I'm in the same building as a band girl, and bro. I'm <laughs> and then she came out. I saw her shadow boxing. I was like, oh, dude, focused. And she kept saying, I'm the best. I'm the best. And I was like, bro, there's no way she's going to lose. Like, I do not see. Dude, this ain't even going to go two rounds. Next thing you know, minutes later. Yeah. Out like a light. Very emotional win. She started crying and stuff. She was, she gave a little speech for the fans, right? Yeah, it was really, it was crazy to see Joe Rogan in the same spot as like, you're in the same building as Joe Rogan. (laughs) That's true too. That is weird. And that dude had, I don't know. It's just something about bald people when they get a haircut. Motherfucker was shiny. God, dang, I don't know if you put something on it or just watch. Dude, shiny. Like I was like, look at Joe Rogan. Get that so instead of getting that fresh fade for your trip, you get that fresh polish, <laughs> fresh shine. <laughs> for real. Bring out dude. the car buffer. Hey, dude, speaking dude. of buffer, dude. How fucking legendary is that to hear Bruce Buffer's voice live in so person? basically, with Bruce Buffer, yeah. before the event started, he walks out, standing ovation, bro. Like, I didn't even see him yet from where I was sitting. So I'm like, yo, what's everybody going off about? I'm looking around. Next thing you see is just a dapper guy, bro, just in a suit. And then he just literally walks into the ring. Waves at everybody, bows at everybody, everybody just going crazy. I start going crazy, like, oh, shit's Bruce. <laughs> yeah, he just leaves right after that. Just like, damn, what a fucking legend, bro. And then he comes back maybe 10 minutes later and announces that, uh, do what y'all are doing. The fights will start at 6.15. And I was like, oh, snap. And it's like five something at that time. Because I'm over here thinking Texas time. I'm like, the fights are going to start at five, then seven, then nine. I forget. I'm an hour ahead. So five Texas time is actually six over here. And I'm like, oh, that makes complete sense. (laughs) Damn, I really got here super early. (laughs) So I got to see that literally the whole arena get just built capacity level once jake paul got there that's when everybody was literally there were you part of that chant the jake paul yeah, chant? Uh, literally my section is the one that starts it oh yeah so imagine my section starting that shit six times i think that's exactly how much times they did it six times was it yeah. paul was paul just and like yo you know he was there until uh, i'm telling you this guy paul he's educated he starts tapping me dude Jake Paul is here. Like, for real, where? And then I just see the blonde hair. 
<laughs> he was drippy. I ain't gonna lie. That boy was dripped out. He had a nice like shirt and I'm glasses. Dude, that boy was dripped out head to toe. I was like, that is Jake Paul. And then there's a certain point when I'm drinking where I want to fight. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy said a lot of people get drunk and they go, they think they're GSP. If I'm drinking at a bar and I look over and security's looking at me. Dude, I'm like, I'm ready to box security. I'm like, dude, why the fuck security looking at me? Can I not drink my beer in peace? Am I not able to drink in public? Like, I start just getting rowdy, bro. So when I was at this point, I'm like a six-pack in. Jake Paul walks in, and that's when I'm like, I can do it. I can go up there and knock this boy out. Hopefully he has some racks in his pocket. I'll take him. I'll take on whoever his posse is right now. So it's AB. So then there'll be me and AB going at it to fight. That'd be pretty cool. And it made me laugh too, thinking about it now, because didn't they want to fight each other at some point? Wasn't uh, AB talking mad shit to Jake Paul? No, I think it was AB versus Logan Paul. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I thought it was against Jake. But mm. yeah. So then they're all there to watch. What I was there for. Yeah. The main event. Jorge Gamebred Mosvidal versus Kamaru Dean Usman, the Nigerian Nightmare. Nine, 19 and 1. Some people thought this was going to play out like the same first fight. When I was in that arena, feeling the crowd, dude. That dude got the biggest ovation out of every. I guess just being from Florida. Oh, yo. But dude, just seeing his picture, like, got everybody hyped. Even me, you know, because I'm a big Jorge fan. So some people think it's going to be like the first one, but after the whole crowd and just being there, I was like, this is going to be at least, at least a second round KO. That's my best guess. And dude. I gave that boy a standing ovation on his walkout. Everybody literally got off their feet. You did not see, like, one person sitting down when Jorge came out. I was like, this is crazy. Dude, focus. I'm looking at Jorge Mosterdahl. I'm like, dude, this is going to be interesting. Tomorrow, Dean comes out. I take a seat. Just watching him come out to his little Nigerian music, dancing. I was like, this guy is in for a rude awakening. <laughs> this is going to be crazy, bro. The match starts from like looking at it in person. I'm just looking at the ring, and it's a lot of stalemate going around, just a lot of bites, a little bit of hits here and there. I'm like, okay, this might be interesting. Jorge even tried some flying knees at some point. I was like, wow, this is very interesting. And then just watching and watching. Next thing you know, I'm seeing sweat and spit flying everywhere. I'm like, no. Boy went down. I'm like, no. Gets hit with hammer fists. Pop, 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 pop. I'm like, no. Damn. Next thing you know, boy's unconscious. Herb Dean's looking over him. Kamaru Dean is celebrating. 
hardcore, bro, flexing. Standing on the UFC octagon, flexing. And then I'm just in shock, so much in shock that I, uh, Paul and Stephanie, right after that, said, we got to go. We're going home. People start walking out rapidly. That was some bullshit. I'm just there, mouth open, looking down. That just happened. Simon, his UFC career and his whole career, over 50 professional fights, never been knocked out, ever. And Kamaru Dean, the Nigerian nightmare Usman, did that with the right. Wow. That boy Usman changed my perspective on him. Now I respect the man. And now... I guess this was just a living experience because I didn't bet at all on none of these fights. But after seeing that event, I'm going to stop being so biased on my picks, bro. Just just because I love the, the team or the fighter, I'm just going to stop being biased with my picks and just go with the most reasonable thing that can actually happen. Yeah. I'm going to stop being biased with my picks. Even if it hurts my heart, I'm just gonna start doing that, man. Make, make you better fans. Make you better gambler, yeah. Yeah, because I was super biased with everything. Okay, so let me know what's in with your new point of view. If I was to bring you a betting line, who would you bet on? On who? Uh, Jorge Mazidov versus Leon Edwards. They got that going? I was like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No, it just says it could be a possible one. It just says uh, who's next. Winner. That's what I've been thinking oh, on who's next. Winner of Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. I think Nate Diaz is going to piece him up, but at the same time, Leon is pretty – he's pretty well, like, well-rounded. Yeah, he's healthy, but, but I just don't think you can base it off of that uh, Muhammad fight. It's just, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think Muhammad's. And then on top of that, he's a wrestler kind of dude, which who also works on Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and Nate Diaz is like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert, yeah, who can strike. So if he goes down to the ground, he's screwed. It's yeah, it's like a, it's like a fifty-fifty on that one. It can go both ways, but. I just always like going with the striker. But after watching Kamaru Dean, that boy knocked out the guy that's never been knocked out before. And that boy has fought some killers. Yeah. And now the dominance, I guess dominance is going to win. The only dude that Leon Edwards has lost to so far recently, he's like on the 12, 13 round win streak. And the last dude he lost to was... Kamaru Dean Usman. Huh. Yeah, I could see Nate Diaz beating Leon, honestly. Me too, but at the same time. Yeah. Kind of low-key leaning on Leon because he says he's hot shit, but he got pieced up by Jorge in the back. Got a fucking mm -hmm. bloody face real quick after three pieces in the soda. So who do you think, who would you put your money on? Leon Edwards versus... Oh, no, it's, it's just like predictions. They think – so whoever – Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, they're saying that uh, you know, 
Jorge Mazadov will face the winner of that fight. Is that what they're trying to get going? Yeah, it looks like it. Because I was thinking on who can be next for Jorge, but I was like, Leon's already fighting Nate. Gilbert Burns is already fighting uh, Wonderboy Thompson. Who else is up there? Kobe He's is fighting. already going to face Usman. Yeah, that's official. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. So. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other welterweights right now. But... I don't know. Ever since the fight got made, I, I was already leaning towards Nate Diaz. But that just might be me being biased with the name. But the dude's very durable. But he has, depending on if he actually got that facial reconstruction stuff, because uh, he had this little eye problem that would get busted up with like maybe two jabs, to like two hits, and it's already bleeding. That's how he ended up losing to Jorge. For the BMF build, hmm. just got so split open that he couldn't fight no more. So if he actually got it fixed, which I don't really know how good facial reconstruction would be with like combat, yeah, would possibly be another stoppage. And this is the first five round main event for a co for a co main. Hmm. It all depends, man. Depending on. How that fighter's feeling that day. <laughs> and then there's no doubt you'd pick uh, Usman beating Colby Covington. Well, it's like 50-50 on that one because uh, Dana White says that's the best fight he's ever watched. And then uh, how I watched interviews and stuff, Colby uh, Covington thinks that's the most robbed he's ever been in the fight with the judge, with the fake calls, fake, like fake coming with... Uh, he hit Usman in the liver, and he claimed it was a nut shot. So there's some minutes going on that one. He pieced him up in the face. Usman was called an eye pokes, never even poked him in the eye. So, I don't know. The was that legit, that, though? Like, you watched the replays, and you're like, yeah, that's... Yeah, I was like, that's really? not a nut shot. Huh. And so, like, the way he sold it, I'm like, damn. Kind of sounds like he might have a... Like a pretty solid little case right here, bro. So that blew my mind. And he kept like saying, uh, Jorge's scared to fight me. That's why he doesn't take the match. And then Jorge on the other end is saying, I'll fight him on my terms when I want to beat his ass. Who's really telling the truth right now? And who's just bullshitting? Yeah, it looks Leon like... Leon Edwards, minus 450. Nate Diaz... Plus 325. So these are basically about the same odds of last night's main event. What's your what's your newfound uh, gambling perspective tell you? What I got told one time is like if a dude's minus 400, it's going to be hard for that one person that's the underdog to win that fight. And after I saw Jorge get KO'd, I was like, that kind of makes sense. Jessica Andrade was a plus 300 uh, underdog going against a 400 favorite of the bullet, Shevchenko. And I told you, like, that's not a good pick. I was like, Shevchenko, she's going to beast this girl up. That crucifix, beginning of the end. I don't know, man. Nate Diaz hasn't fought 
since the BMF fight. Oh, two like years ago, that's 2019. Huh. You saw what happened to Leon Edwards after almost two years of not fighting. He goes in there and pokes people's eyes out. No. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, I guess I'll go ahead and put my my money on uh on Diaz since it's uh, you know just a couple. I'll just put like ten dollars on him since it's plus you know three hundred. Just get thirty bucks. Some quick, some not too crazy. Like I would probably put some money on some favorite or underdogs from time to time. Just to, you never know how they say the fighter's chance. Yeah. Like no one really thought Nate Diaz was gonna beat Conor McGregor the first fight, and the boy started getting pieced up so much that he wanted to take Nate Diaz down. And Nate Diaz was like, "Oh, you're coming to my world now. I'm gonna choke you out." Yeah. Got choked out. He won that fight. So it all, it all depends, man, on what can actually happen. Low-key, I feel like he can get the job done, but a lot of people are already on Leon Edwards' side. So when is that going down? When is that fight happening? That fight is next pay-per-view. Uh, that- I think like May 12th or something like that. Is that the main event? No, that's the co-main event. Oh. First time, five-round co-main event. Who's, so who's the main event? Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. And right now, it looks like if you bet on, I think, I think if you bet on Michael Chandler, yeah, you'll get your money back. So you put in 20, you get 20 back. And for a lot of people, it looks like he could get the job done. He's the one that came in from Bellator. And his first fight was against Dan Hooker. So this guy's about 5'8". Dan Hooker's six foot. Dan Hooker got pieced up viciously, bro. That's crazy. Huh. Uh, looks like a good pick on that one is Michael Chandler. Okay. But at the same time, Charles Oliveira, he's a killer, bro. He's been on the win streak as of late. And he's been killing it. Got some good lineups coming up. Yeah, and they already got the... For the next pay-per-view after that, 263, they already, uh, we talked about this a few episodes back, but uh, Robert Whittaker was not able to take the fight against Israel Adesanya for the rematch. That's right. So now, uh, Marvin Vittori, the dude that last beat Kevin Holland, he's going to get his rematch with the champ. Oh, yeah? And he's been saying... The first ever Italian champion. Oh, Italian! Gonna give him a three-piece in Italian soda. A nice, uh, a nice pizza with wings, and finish it up with with a cannoli. <laughs> Look, cannoli! <laughs> Hell yeah! You gotta have your, you gotta have your uh, what's that Italian beer? Uh, oh. Yeah, it almost tastes like a, like a little Heineken or Dos Equis or something. Yeah, it's pretty good tasting. Yeah, once. yeah, I know. I had Olive Garden. I liked it, but I just don't remember what kind it is. Damn, I thought you would have known. Damn, you know, it slipped me up. <laughs> That's all good, though. Oh, yeah. Well, that's is that about wrap up this pod? Yeah, man. Crazy event. I recommend going to one. I will. We'll eventually. I'm telling you, it had 
everything. For my first event, had everything. Tell me perfect event to go to, you have, especially first event. Then seeing John Anik saying that's probably one of the most memorable events, or, or like the top memorable event that he's ever commentated on. That's the only downside to this whole thing about going to an event. As you thought, like me being a nerd, uh, I didn't get to hear none of that commentary, bro. I just got to like look down and see DC, Joe Rogan, and John Anik. Speaking of John Anik, that boy spits some game, bro. Oh, yeah? He was spitting game at this hottie for at least 20 minutes. And next thing you know, I see that hottie walking like around like the section. I don't know if she works for the company because she had like a lanyard. But just out there before even anything game, happened. Bro, that boy has some game. I know he does. John Anik, please listen. Talking about talking about you, brother. Good things only. John Anik. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's basically wraps up this whole episode eight. My of favorite Man number. Bands. Coming every Sunday where you can listen on Monday. Start that day off right. I love it. Thank you guys for tuning in. April, Paul, if you're out there, that's what's up. Oh, yeah. For sure. Thank y'all guys and gals for listening again on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Audible. Appreciate everybody. We out.